Hello, welcome to Highlight Maths. My name is Linda. I am an applied mathematician. I completed a PhD in it. I'm a maths educator. I teach at the university. I'm also the founder of Bungie Pie, which helps children learn maths through storytelling, animations, and real life applications. Highlight Maths is my initiative to introduce you to great minds in this space. Also, talk about how mathematics can improve our mental and intellectual abilities. So this is not a technical show. We don't talk about formulas. It's mainly about challenges, problems, solutions, discoveries in this space. Today I have a great speaker who is Dr. Mary Copeland from the University of Technology, Sydney. She's been my colleague, my mentor, my teacher, my supervisor over the last six years at UTS I've learned a lot from her and I've got her support all the way through till now. Before giving you a brief introduction about her background and her great work in this space, I would like to ask you to subscribe to our platforms, YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes, and support this great work. Dr. Mary Copeland is an associate professor in the School of mathematical and physical science at the University of Technology, Sydney. She has passion for teaching maths, for understanding and motivating maths by demonstrating its application to real world. With more than 30 years of experience in teaching maths at UTS, Dr. Copeland wants to give us a great insight into the challenges we face in the world of maths education and the way we can tackle them. She is an honorary life member of the Mathematical Associations of New South Wales, the State Professional Association for Teachers of Mathematics at all levels. She held a two years volunteer appointment as president of the Australian Associations of Mathematics Teachers for her work with professional teachers associations. She was awarded the Outstanding Professional Service Award by the Professional Teachers Council, New South Wales in 2012, and the Exceptional Service Award in 2020. She has done a great work in the space of maths education. I would like to invite you to listen to her words. Welcome, Mary, to my show. I'm quite honored to have you today here. You have a wealth of knowledge and skills in the space of math education and, and mathematics in general. And I've been working with you for almost six years now and I've, I've learned a lot from you at the University of Technology, Sydney. I'm quite um, grateful for having you as uh, someone who actually um, teach me stuff and uh, support me all the way through. So, so, so in that regard, I'm so grateful to have you Today, I appreciate the, the fact that you spent uh, uh, time for talking about um, math education, teaching methods, uh, uh, tips for parents if um, they're dealing with uh, disengaged kids. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much sure it will be quite a useful talk for parents and teachers today. And uh, I would like to start with asking some questions about you because we want to get to know you more and for our audience to see what's your background and how did this journey start with and, and, and so on. So the first question for you would be, uh, what did you want it to be growing up? I think when I was younger, I, I didn't know where I was heading uh, with 
careers and things. But I was one of those people at school who found mathematics easy. And I tended to gravitate towards subjects that I found were easy to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think a lot of people begin with their interest in mathematics like that. Uh, so I was able to get good marks in tests. I was always uh, good at mathematics. I did uh, all the maths courses I could at high school, which was in Brisbane back in 1970 wow. and 71. And uh, then I found that university, I did a science degree, but with economics, which was a little bit unusual. Right. So physics, mathematics, economics, and psychology. Mm -hmm. And I started to understand how mathematics is used very widely, and I gravitated then towards applied mathematics. Right. And I finished my degree, uh, was enticed into teaching, mm -hmm. and I really have always enjoyed teaching ever since. So. Right. Uh, I guess that's how I started off with my interest in maths. Great, great. So uh, why were you interested in maths when younger and um, how your interest changed over the course of your career? Well, I think uh, to begin with, I just soaked it all up, whatever it was. If it was quadratic mm -hmm. equations or um, any... I can still remember sitting in the classroom doing quadratic equations. Yeah. Um, so at some point, I quite enjoyed the algebra and getting things correct. Yeah. And then later, uh, especially when I got to university, it was more about the applications. Uh, and, and I can remember sitting in an applied mathematics lecture at Sydney University, and the lecturer had a piece of chalk. Right. He snapped it right. and showed us uh, the spiral surface that, gets made when you snap yeah. a piece of chalk yeah. and then for the next hour and a half we did all of the mathematics that predicted exactly that would happen right so i i think that was the first time the lights came on for me about using mathematics to describe real things in the physical world right right yeah it just shows how teachers are important in this space and how they can making a spark suddenly in your mind. Yes, yes, that's right. And uh, we were talking earlier, Naheed, about um, your interest in telling mathematics through stories. And I think yeah. it's a very powerful uh, way to bring kids into mathematics because uh, a lot of people learn through stories or at least they yeah. get their interest is, uh, you know, aroused through stories. Yeah. And uh, for us, that story of that simple piece of chalk then made all of the mathematical equations have a mm. purpose. Yeah, mm. yeah, I yeah. do, I do get that because that's how we connect to um, maths and other um, sorts of um, science or in general learning, in general. Yes. Alrighty, so so is is teaching uh, the only the, the only thing that you're passionate about, or there are other things that you would like to talk about? You're quite interested in. Um, I'm always interested in my students, so. Uh, of course, I want them to be successful at mathematics, but I also want to know that they're successful in their other subjects, uh, that they have a, a plan, uh, that they uh, know what direction they're going in. When it's come to teaching maths and you're an expert in this area of it, 
um, years and years of experience in this industry space, working with kids, working with university students, uh, working with teachers. Um, and I know how serious you are and how passionate you are in this space. Um, so I would like to ask you about um, your tips for parents because uh, you know that when it's come to maths, a lot of parents get really hopeless and they don't know actually how they, they can engage their uh, children in, um, in learning it. So I would like to ask you to share some of your tips for them. Um, right, well, tips for parents. Yeah. Uh, I think it starts with very young kids. And yeah. with young kids, anything repetitive uh, is the beginning of counting. So mm -hmm. even before numbers, just having a box of uh, blocks and putting them one by one into another box, that's the beginning. And uh, I think parents can start with toddlers, gradually introducing numbers. And I think a lot of parents do this almost by instinct, counting mm -hmm. the steps when you walk up steps, yeah. um, that kind of thing, counting out uh, knives and forks setting the table maybe involving children in measuring things out for cooking yeah so a lot of those things at home can involve children and you don't have to say this is mathematics right uh, uh, just just make it part of what everybody does everybody needs numbers everybody counts and measures things and then later i think it's important if parents uh try to encourage students so even if a parent didn't enjoy mathematics themselves it's best not to say things like it doesn't matter if you don't like maths because i was never good at it yeah please parents don't say things like that mathematics is important uh if your child is uh, having difficulties at school then encouragement sitting with them um talking to their teacher these are very important things and uh, i think it's it really helps the teachers if the parents support what the teacher is doing too yeah so true. with older, older kids checking on homework um uh, encouraging people to persist at something there's a word that we use in mathematics education a uh, productive struggle yeah and i, I know you've struggle. written about that yourself nahi yeah um, about the need to be encouraged to persist with something yeah until definitely. you get it yeah definitely yeah I've, I've had it all the time i guess um all through um, my learning um journey um and i think i'll stay like a student till the end because i enjoy learning in general and i've and i've learned so many things but i, I definitely got this struggle but the point is keep going and keep pushing it and over that's time, right and um, regarding the, the parents, you know, I've, I've read an article about how to create a positive attitude toward mathematics. And one of the key yes. factors is to do with home environment and parents. And, and that's one of the key factors involved in. So if they get support from their family, it's it is even saying, like, it's just a wording that, hey, this is a good thing and that that's going to build up your future is important. Even if you don't have any idea of what's going on, at least saying these words can, can mm. actually be a game changer for, for, um, for learning. Um, that's, 
Yes, I, I agree. I, I think the home environment is very important for success at, at schoolwork. And uh, uh, motivation can come from, from parents, it can come from the teacher, but a lot of motivation can be uh, found in interesting mathematical projects. Yeah. Um, in watching things like your videos that you make for young kids. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if parents know about ABC Splash. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very good resource of right. videos and activities. Yeah. And puzzles also. Puzzles are good fun yeah. for kids yeah, to they do. Are. Yes. They love to solve puzzles. They love it. Mm. That's a great the great Kids like puzzles. Yes. Yeah, they do. They do. All yeah. right. Great. Um, so that was to do with one of the most important factors, um, parents. But now let's move to uh, schools. Right? Mm. And we know that we've been in this space, we know how challenging it is dealing and teaching with maths, particularly after school, uh, dealing with quite young students. So, and we know that based on the, a lot of surveys came out, uh, the disengagement is a huge problem at the moment, mm. has been for a while. and. Um, so, so we, um, um, the fact that you're quite experienced in this space, I would like to ask you to uh, share your tips for teachers, for maths educators, how they can improve their teaching methods and hopefully they can encourage students to learn better and uh, yes. get better at it. Yes, I, I think uh, I constantly learn from teachers. I present at conferences nearly every year. And it's wonderful to listen to other teachers. So number one tip for teachers would be to join your professional mathematics teacher association. Definitely. And these are groups that have Facebook sites, they have websites, yeah. they run conferences. And uh, these are opportunities to learn from each other. Yeah. Uh, so that would be my number one tip. Number two tip would be to read. There are some wonderful books that popularize mathematics. Mm -hmm. And I think if teachers of mathematics, they, they may have had to focus very um, strategically on their uni work while they were at, at university. But once yeah. you are teaching, I think you should continue to read about mathematics. Yeah. And uh, there are some excellent websites for this as well. Quantum Magazine, Science Magazine. Yeah. Um, so I think being aware of new things in mathematics adds to a teacher's uh, ability to share their enthusiasm in the classroom. That's true. Yeah. So, so keep that would upgrading be themselves, keep learning new stuff. That's yeah, right. Keep making it fun. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, there are a lot of resources. Sometimes teachers say to me, there's so much on the internet. How do I know what Which would one? work for me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think maybe uh, school mathematics departments should set aside some uh, sharing time so that people can say, well, this resource is really good for this reason and that resource is good for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there so something I think, already built like that by the, yes, the Department there of Education? Are, yes, there are some things like that. And I'm thinking in particular of uh, Eddie Wu's uh, videos, which are mm -hmm. a great resource for teachers. I'm thinking of Dan Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, and his website. Yeah. 
and his work with uh, Desmos. Right. Desmos is graphing. Yeah, he's uh, very good. Uh, Baby, resource yeah. it is yeah. isn't it and and yeah. that idea of making mathematics visual yeah through graphing i think it is, is, it is, is a very, very strong thing yeah i often actually use desmos for my teaching as well because it's fun you Good. just go online and you start plotting stuff and then show things so you can mm. even get 3d because um, the 3d gets yes. a little bit challenging uh, for, for imagination it's, it's a good way to kind of show students how to deal with yes. that and another completely free resource is Wolfram Alpha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, I encourage my uh, students to use it to check their calculations. Yeah. Um, you can just type in an equation. You don't yeah. even have to get the syntax exactly right. Yeah. And yeah, uh, th there's a certain amount you can do for free before you need to pay for the uh, professional version of that. That's true. So, yeah, yeah so I think being open to new ideas, uh, looking around at uh, what's on the internet, sharing through professional teacher associations. These are all ways that teachers can uh, keep their knowledge up to date. And if I can get in a plug for something we have at UTS called Maths Inside. Yeah, yeah, I know that you um, director for Maths Inside and yes. a great resource for, teacher, for teachers and I've, I've looked at it. I know yes. you've done a lot of work uh, for Maths Inside. Yes, I think Maths Inside is a very valuable resource um, mm -hmm. and it's an example of um, a resource that's packaged in different ways. So you begin with a video of a scientist, it could be a robotics engineer, an astronomer, a nutritionist, yeah. or an environmental scientist Great. and they talk about their work and how they use mathematics they and use we write the script with CSIRO so that oh, we know the language is appropriate for high school kids. There is still a lot of uh, applications of mathematics. One thing we haven't touched on is data analysis. Yeah. Now at school uh, students learn st statistics that's true. But statistics is just the beginning of analysing data. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's very uh, important because we are heading important. up to that, the world of data, and it's very important that they know how, what is this data and how to analyse it and what are the tools, uh, theory, um, and also the uh, software, the computer sides of it. It's important that they get their head around it. At least learn the basics at the schools and later on at uni if they want to. Uh, they can continue learning. Exactly. It, it's one of the fastest growing fields in terms of yeah. needing uh, people to to work in banks, in software companies, in uh, oh, games even, making games, mm -hmm. all kinds of applications of mathematics. But um, yes, data analytics is, is the big next thing for mathematics, I would That's say. That's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I actually made even for year six, so you might you might think a year six is students they're, they're so like so young for such a thing. But I actually made a whole story by Greg Barry Reed, and and I showed them how you can look at the data temperature, and then see the patterns, see the changes of temperature over the years, and and what we mean by global warming, and what mm -hmm. does it mean average, what does it mean like the visual kind of parts of it um, these are very basic things and they're able to get it as 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 long as you're able to deliver that information and make it relevant for them mm. they definitely get it and they're in for it so yeah 
And I think also allowing kids time to play with mathematical ideas is important. And this is difficult for teachers if they're rushing to cover everything in the syllabus. Um, but maybe this is where something like a maths club or uh, an extension project, something like that, Definitely. where students could be given a, a, a small problem to solve, but something that's very open-ended. Yeah. And uh, some resources for that might be something like uh, Maths Resolve, R-E-S-O-L-V-E. -E. So the idea is that you start with a puzzle that's easy to state, but difficult to solve. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's quite different from school mathematics, which often has to be focused on learning algorithms and getting answers. Yeah. To, to go the other way, to, to start small and open up. Like how many triangles can you draw that have these conditions? Yeah. Um, something that has more than one answer. This is a way of encouraging creativity in, in mathematics. That's great. Yeah, that definitely is the way to go. Alrighty. So, um, as a, a very successful professional, I would like to ask you to share some of the pain points of being uh, quite a successful person in the space of maths education and also being a female in this space that has its own ah. challenges. So I would like to uh, ask you to share um, some of your insights, some of the pain points, if, if you've some encountered Some of the pain points. This, yeah. this is an interesting question. Yes, I knew you were, you were going to ask this one. Uh, I think when I was uh, younger, I think a, a particular pain point was uh, not being taken seriously. I, I can even remember in primary school, little boys coming up to me after a maths test and they said, Freddie Jones beat you at the maths test and he's a boy. <laughs> it was almost as though it was unnatural that a girl would beat the boys at mathematics. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. I think that is changing. Yeah. Uh, but I still hear around the corridors, people saying things like, well, of course, girls can be good at maths, but they're not really good at the creative, imaginative uh, creation of new mathematics. And, and that is completely false. There are yeah. many, many very strong female mathematicians, including yourself, Nahid, Thank you. who, who have uh, achieved PhDs in mathematics, who have written mathematical papers, uh, I can think of Professor Cheryl Prager from Western Australia, yeah, yeah. Uh, Professor Nalini Joshi from yeah. Sydney. These are people who contribute on the world stage to new mathematics. And so uh, there's no reason for people to think that being female is uh, a hindrance to success in mathematics. That's true. And I, I, and I think one of the um, one of the reasons why I uh, particularly started this podcast is, is mainly because I wanted to introduce maths, maths community, uh, female mathematician in particular, um, in general mathematician, because I think they're kind of a little bit introvert. They like their own like space. They like to think and do this problem solving stuff, but they're a bit, it's a bit unknown community. For, for general um, um, public, and um, um, and I and I actually wanted to to introduce these people, um, 
and, and you know, get them to talk about their life stories and, and the stuff that they achieve. And we have so many great uh, female mathematicians um, that I've talked to. Um, and I think oh. it's very important to actually introduce them to, hey, we are, we are doing the work and we exist. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. They do. <laughs> and uh, uh, don't forget also to talk to some statisticians. So I'm thinking of Professor Louise Ryan. Yeah. Now, she has some fascinating stories to tell about her research. And uh, some of it has been in the pure side where you develop yeah. statistical theories. Yeah. But a lot of it is in applications and uh, using mathematics to model things. And one of the stories she tells is about modeling the water that's under the ground. And in yeah. Australia, that's a very important thing that we sure. understand, yes, where, where the water is uh, for farmers to use. So yeah. a lot of it is under the ground and in artesian uh, basins and mm -hmm. That's just so important that people are doing this work. A another aspect, of course, is the whole area of finance, yeah. uh, the area of business and making models that help people understand how uh, stock market works, uh, all of those fields. Mm. Yes, and, and also understanding psychology. Uh, yeah. So we have Professor Debbie Street here at UTS who works in the area of choice modeling. Oh, wow. So, so that, that means that um, by asking people a, lo a lot of questions yeah. about their choices when they're about to buy something or to maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they want to buy health insurance or they want mm -hmm. to buy a new car, there's a whole theory behind how you can anticipate uh, what people are looking for when they make those right. kinds of choices. Right. Mm. So, so I mean, there's mathematics everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Decision making. Definitely yeah. decision making, and it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing, I and mean, people definitely need to get to know the science behind this, this decision making as part mm. of the, you know, it's it's so day, daily life. Every single moment, you need to make a decision. But how and uh, which one is the best one? Uh, if we think mm. about making a best decision or not, then that's a, a different story. Yeah. Great, great. Mm. Alrighty. So, mm. um, what would be your advice to 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 your fourteen years old self? So that would be a great one for students, for younger students. That that's an interesting one. When I was fourteen, that was uh, around about halfway through high school. So maybe. I think I would uh, encourage myself to to spend a bit more time on mathematics. I mean, even though I did very well at school in mathematics, um, I had no idea about all the applications of mathematics. Definitely. Uh, so perhaps reading a bit more widely uh, would have been good. Um, uh, I think... I think also at 14, I think I would have uh, benefited from knowing a bit more about what went on at university. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think through your program, Nahid, you can introduce families to the whole landscape of university. What is a bachelor's degree? What is a master's degree? Not everybody has those experiences in their family. That's true. Yeah. yeah and, definitely. uh, 
And, and I think it's high. very important. Yeah, it's important because a lot of people have, have no idea what's going on in university, what kind of degree they need to take. Um, mm. That Does that worth it? Because it's, just, it's, a, it's an investment. It's just four to five years, whatever, three years of, uh, if you want to just go even with the bachelor degree, investment. So they better know mm. uh, what's going on to make a better decision early on. Yes, yes. And I think if you have an idea of where you're headed, or yeah. where the possible, you might not have a clear idea of a yeah. path, but you might have three or four options that you're interested yeah. in. I, I think that's that's always good. So uh, uh, I know that recent times have limited our public uh, meetings and so on, but hopefully university open days will uh, start to become uh, a thing again so mm -hmm. people can come on campus as a family and look around and see what we have to offer. And uh, of course, university isn't the only destination. There's also the idea of using mathematics in trades mm -hmm. and uh, just using mathematics in everyday life, no matter what your job or career is, being on yeah. top of your budgeting, yeah. uh, for example, yeah. um, is, is something that everybody can achieve. Any checking rituals to share with our audience? Anything in particular that you stick to it? That I stick to it. I always like uh, to work with, with sharp pencils. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that counts as a ritual. Um, I have another ritual about spreadsheets. I've got a lot better now because I use spreadsheets quite a lot. And uh, I've got better at the ritual of labelling things clearly. Oh, wow. uh, so I, I think I, I would pass that on. I do go for daily walks with a neighbour and this is a really nice way to start the day. Definitely. Because you're getting some steps. I try and do my 10,000 steps. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> um, so walking every day begins the day well and you're outdoors and it's that's true it's fresh yeah. air so that that's probably nature. one of my nature walk nature walk, nature walk. <laughs> a good, a good ritual to have yes. I, I think it's a great one it's kind of meditation as well if you, you know it takes you brings you to the present moment and yes and, uh, it gives you like you get a lot of energy from nature it's a great one it's a great one definitely definitely mm. all right anything mm. else that you would like to share with us um, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, Nahi. It's, it's important to stop and think uh, about things, isn't it? And yeah. um, my final thing might be um, that I'm one of those people who can see both sides of most arguments. And uh, while it, that sometimes makes it difficult to commit to a decision about things, it also means that I strive for balance. So I often see in mathematics, there's a balance between pure mathematics and applied mathematics. Yeah. In, in teaching, there's always a balance between the teacher talking and the teacher listening. That's true. And so I think uh, that kind of um, seeking for uh, two sides of something yeah. is, is something that mathematics can bring. That, there's always uh, uh, the algorithm, but also the concept. We talk about procedural knowledge and conceptual knowledge. You know, there, yeah. there's this balance a lot. And I think that when 
when things go wrong in mathematics, it, it's sometimes just because the balance isn't right. Mm -hmm. Too much homework or too little homework. Yeah, that's um, true. So it's not that homework is bad or homework is good. It's about getting the it's balance. People, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and learned from it. Please don't forget to subscribe to our platform and support us to provide more useful information for you.